Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to the Dialed Podcast. On this special episode, we ditch our normal show format and bring you an awesome interview with the one and only Rebecca Rush. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Dialed Podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and today I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? <laughs> <laughs> they are doing well, Matt. Thank you for asking them. They and are. I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance. In the house. In, in studio. In house. studio. Today, we have a very special podcast for you. Um, basically, Lance was able to secure a phenomenal interview with a Miss Rebecca Rush from Rebecca's Private Idaho. Lance, you want to give us a little background on that real quick? Um, yeah, Re- Rebecca Rush is a world-famous mountain bike pro, former mountain bike pro. She's a seven-time world champion. She is She's won Dirty Kanza 200 gravel race yeah. Three times the Leadville hundred mile mountain bike race. That's a big four one. times. She she's amazing. Her nickname's the Queen of Pain. Mm. Yeah. I, <laughs> Wait, she, she does she have a movie on is it on Netflix or somewhere? Amazon or something? Amazon, yeah. It's on Amazon. Amazon. It's called Blood Road. I need to watch it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's Someone a really cool movie okay. about her journey to find the spot where they think her father died. Oh wow. As a uh, fighter pilot in uh, um, in Vietnam, correct? Yeah, crazy. Okay, yeah, she can throw down with the best of them, and I think that she is just a, a stand-up human being that's doing a lot of good for the world, for the cycling communities, and she's a great inspiration to a lot of women who are uh, riding, racing their bicycles out there. I think it's a yeah. uh, good stuff. She's she <laughs> she was really gracious to give me some time. I was doing her uh, her Rebecca's private Idaho gravel event. And um, I, I which just you crushed, which I had a good weekend. It was fun. <laughs> and um, during the uh, packet pickup, I just kind of I, I was able to get a few minutes with Rebecca, and yes. she was kind enough to sit down with me just in the lobby of the hotel where we were doing the packet pickup. And so there's some background noise and some people talking behind us because we're. Um, in this hotel lobby, but we sat down and were able to do this little interview. So it was, it was really cool of her to to do that. Yeah, there was a little text that just came through saying, "Hey, thanks for this interview, Lance. This is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, without further ado, let you go ahead and listen to this interview with uh, Lance Hepler, aka Lance Romance, and Miss Rebecca Rush. Enjoy. All right, this is uh, Lance Hepler with the Dialed Podcast. Thank you for listening again. I am on location in Ketchum, Idaho um, with a new segment that we are calling Lance Romance Interviews Cool People. I am here with a former professional mountain bike racer and I don't know whatever else other cool stuff he did, but it's been a whole lot of other cool stuff. I'm here with Rebecca Rush. We are at her um, Rebecca's Private Idaho event. It is a gravel grinder race and there's a stage race which i'm super excited and super terrified to be participating in that so, makes me happy that you're terrified i am a little <laughs> terrified well it's it's a little nerve-wracking because it's i've trained really hard for it but it's um it's gonna be a couple of really tough days so 
and yeah, I mean, the, well, Private Idaho itself, the one-day event has been around, this is year number six, and, um, you know, what people say when they come to Idaho, first thing, nobody ever comes once. They always yep. fall in love and come back again. I've done I've done the race <laughs> twice. I did it two right. years ago, and I'm like, I have to go back and do it again anyway. Right, so yeah. everyone says that, and then the other thing I hear is they come, they're like, I want to ride more days, and I want to see more. And so that's where the genesis of the stage race is, is I come from mountain bike stage racing, and it's such a great place to see an area where multiple days of courses are laid out for you it's like a great vacation and so i was like i don't think anyone's really doing a gravel stage race i'm gonna try to pull that together so we did a test run last year this is the first official year of the queen's stage race and i tried to design it so it doesn't really suit anybody so there's (laughs) day one is adventure stage which is a lot of mountain biking single track trails but you have to use the same bike the whole time yep so mountain bike trails non-motorized um some technical stuff stage two is an uphill time trial that will really suit the roadies with a neutral 50 miles but only four and a half miles of a time and then stage three is then you get a rest day and then stage three (laughs) is is the big potato the hundred mile or the traditional rpi route so there's a little bit of something for everybody and there's it's hard to say who you know predict who is gonna sort of do the overall this year right Um, because there's definitely some really good mountain bike people some really good road people and I, I have a lot more road history and, mm-hmm. and cyclocross history, mm-hmm. so you know, gravel grinding is kind of right down my alley. Yeah. But I'm also an old man and it's half broken, <laughs> and so just to get out and do this kind of stuff has been been really great. So I'm I'm super excited to be here. You know, um, you you have this rich incredible history of cycling you're a seven-time world champion you've won the leadville 100 mile race four times i believe you won dirty kanza 200 three three times times, and the 350 350 this year so you have all this history how do you how do you keep your competitive fire burning because i don't you're older how do I say that without I just turned upsetting. 50 a few Thank days ago. For, yeah, I'll say it. My wife just yeah. turned 50. Brandy did as well. So. <laughs> so how do you keep the training fire burning and going after this many years of being super competitive? I mean, the key for me is really looking for events that scare me a little bit and yeah. that are in cool places. And I've really done, you know, when I was adventure racing, even before bike racing, it's like, God, yeah, Kyrgyzstan would be cool. What's that like? Or <laughs> Idaho would be cool. What's that like? And really, there are races and events anywhere on the map that you want to look. And so, for me, the variety's been really important. And that's part of the reason, you know, I did Leadville seven times, and it was amazing, but I may not ever go back because there's so many other good there's races so I want to do. And not that I didn't like Leadville, but I know the course. I know every stone and turn on that course. Right. And I'm like, what's what else can I do? And gravel was really interesting because I'm a mountain biker and more of a purist in that way. And I didn't think I was going to like gravel. And I was forced to go to my first gravel race and was like, oh, it's going to be boring. It's going to be, you know, death by boredom for 200 right. miles. Right. And it wasn't because what was cool about gravel is it felt like it took the technical aspect of mountain biking where you're, you know, trying to navigate the train and it's a little bit bumpy and so it took away for me what doesn't appeal in traditional road racing is that everybody's in a huge pack and you know there's like people don't race until like the last half hour of the race and they're kind of sitting there and you're waiting and I just wanted to go as hard as I can for as long as I can and gravel is more 
mountain bikey in that way where it's more time trial but there are a little bit of road tactics too and so it feels like it's this cool um, meeting of all the minds that can come in and, and have a skill base from road or mountain or cyclocross and everybody's kind of in there and that's really what I like about it is is the riding I didn't expect that and so I thought I'd always launch a mountain bike race here right and when I went and did <laughs> gravel racing in Dirty Kansas I was like you know what I can have more people we can have a better time right? beginners can come racers can come um, and yeah, like, it's so exploding. everybody can come. It it's, is exploding. It's exploding <laughs> in the U.S. right now. It's it has cool. been all over the woods. It's really cool. So do you see that trend continuing, or do you think it's going to peak like road racing has or cyclocross has? I don't know. I mean, where do you, you know, see it going? I, it is, I think, well, I'll tell you why I think people love gravel, and it's why I did too. And if people, one, they want to explore. They want to get yeah. away from cars and this danger yes. of being on the road with vehicles. You know, that is one of the beautiful things I like about gravel yeah. riding yeah. is I'm not dealing with cars. Right. I go find a 50-mile loop yeah. out in the woods somewhere and I yeah. see two cars instead of two every 20 seconds. Nobody wants to die no. riding. And so the road riding has been declining because of, you know, the interactions with vehicles and people. And so people are appealing to gravel, one, to get away from road, but also there's this adventurous spirit that you're seeing. Right. People want to do something different. And I was, like, I've lived here 15 years and I had never been on some of these roads. Right. And I was like, well... Man, there's so much to explore. Why did I do this? And if you, like, you combine single tracks, some gravel, this, that, and the way the bikes are now, is you, it really does open doors to go wherever you want. Yeah. And the bikes can go on single track. They can go on gravel. And you're not limited by, like, oh, I can't go on that road because my bike's not suited for it. On, on Monday, I pre-rode this adventure stage <laughs> that we're doing. And there's 15 miles of this crazy single track that I would love to do on my mountain bike. Well, you can, just not tomorrow. <laughs> I, I tell you, I had a blast on my gravel bike. I had a riot on it, so it was. It, it was, does kind of make you giggle. Yes. And it changes the nature of a course where you're used to having suspension. You're used to just like being able to yep. push the turns, and now all of a sudden you're like, "Ooh, I've got to like." It really does hone your technique. Yeah. And it, it's funny. You're laugh. I hope people are laughing. I was laughing the whole time. Even people though, might be crying a little and laughing a little. I was getting hailed on, and it was like yes. 32 degrees. It was yeah. super cold, it was but, intense. but it was all good. So, do you have a bucket list race that you're still hoping to do? Yeah, you know, a few years ago, I rode the Ho Chi Minh Trail through Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. Sure, I watched your movie, uh, Blood yeah, Road, which was excellent. Everybody you. go watch Blood Road. It was worth watching, for sure. Great story. I mean, that really was the culmination of my adventure racing, my you know navigational experience, my expedition experience, and my bike experience, was doing this huge 1,200-mile-long historic trail. And so now, um, kind of what launched from that is me wanting to to do a lot of the iconic trails in the world, okay. like the Silk Road, like Lewis and Clark Trail. So I'm really wanting to do bike expeditions and bike packing and put together long multi-day expeditions. And that's kind of getting back to my adventure racing roots. Um, but also the history is really interesting to me. That was one of the things on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. It was like was really cool. riding through a history book. And so I'm like, well, where did Lewis and Clark go? Can right. I ride that? Right so I, I'm scheming on and looking at maps and I've got some plans like that that'll be some really big bike expeditions. So um, yeah, I've got some more stuff to do. I love it. Can I come with you, maybe? <laughs> 
Maybe. I might not. <laughs> I won't for you. I'll hold you up. I'm sure. Are you? Let me just finish this interview. I'll be one second. You're all right. Um, what about women in cycling? How how would you encourage more women to get involved with cycling or to actually race in cycling? It's there's such a dichotomy in how many men are involved compared with how many women. And you have a big number of women that come to this event. So how did you do that? <laughs> how did I do it? Um, I just uh, was welcoming and I opened the door. And we do, historically, we have about 30% female participation. We have every year, um, which is kind of unheard of in endurance That's racing. Fantastic. Um, 10% is about what you see in most cycling endurance events, female participation. So I really believe that the, the big reason a lot of women feel comfortable coming here is that, that I'm the race director, and you know, Gina Davis is an actress who, she has a great quote that says, um, if she can see it, she can be it. And okay. so, you know, I'm just living by example. Knowing of, that there's a woman who's the race director and put it and together. she can do is, it, yeah. and she says we can do it, and we're going to go, you know. Um, and then when women come and they try it, then they bring their girlfriends, and they bring their girlfriends. So it really is, I feel like once you crack the door for women, um, then they'll knock it down and push it open. Sure. And so it really is just saying, hey, yeah, you can do it. And I think taking away race is a dirty word for some women. You yes. know? Um, and it's a four-letter word. And they're like, and so I, I specifically did not call it a race. You know, I, I, I don't use that in the terminology, even though people are going to line up and they're going to push themselves. Yeah. And they're going to push themselves hard. Um, but if you don't say race, then more <laughs> women are willing to come and be right. like, just ride, just do whatever you want. And then sure enough, they get there and then they're throwing down and they're pushing themselves and they're challenging themselves. And that's all it takes. It's just taking away the intimidation factor and be like, ride whatever speed you want, you know? Sure. And I always tell people, like, well, what if a lot of women are like, I don't want to race, what if I'm last? And my <laughs> comment to them is always, if you're last, you've done a favor to the person who was second to last because they're not last and they're stoked that you're last. <laughs> right, right. And, and really nobody cares. Nobody's looking at your result. They're looking at their own results. And, and once I think women get over that and they join and they come with their friends, um, then it's a lot easier to that's come the next time around. Sure. Oh, that's, that's good. I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity for you to plug the charities that you're working with. Or yeah. Who, who, what charities are you working with? Here. Yeah, so I, from year number one, I wanted to support cycling charities on the local, national, and global level. And so um, the local charities that we support are Idaho High School Mountain Bike League. Oh, okay. And also um, our, the Wood River Bike Coalition, which is our IMBA chapter. And then nationally, People for Bikes. And, of course, they rally for transportation budgets for bike lanes, bike infrastructure, they go to basically go to the government and try to defend those funds, which is a pretty hard job. Um, and then World Bicycle Relief is our global one. And okay. they um, provide bikes for healthcare workers, students in Africa, um, and basically make life over there easier by, by providing bicycles. That's fantastic. And uh, so yeah, I, it's always been a charity event. It always will be a charity event. And it's the one way, you know, as an athlete that I can give back and um, you know, use it. my reach to do something a little better. You know, I can't donate a lot of money to these charities, sure. but I can showcase and get everyone together, and everybody throws five bucks in, and right. um, you know, and, and suddenly we're making we're making a difference. I say, uh, you know, we're going to come to the VIP party, and one of the reasons that um, we wanted to come was my wife is a super fan of Chef Cosentino. Oh, perfect! <laughs> and so when she heard that he was cooking, she's like, okay. 
And he's You're, awesome. He's donating his time. Yes. He's donated auction. He's a cyclist. He just loves what we're doing. He's like, I'll come. I'm like, I love it. Okay. So and that's what's been excited. cool. Like community, like I'm on the fire department. All our our EMTs volunteer, and like it's it, it, it feels like a local fun event, even if people are coming from far away. Anything else you want to share with me? Thank you so much for taking some time. No, I know that was really fun. Don't be scared. I, I love that you're scared. Uh, well, I, part of the reason I'm scared is because I've, I've done the big potato before, and it, it hurt, but I do have a bolo tie from cool. it. So right on. I was kind of fast. The three days put together, that's a big, you know, that's yeah. a big week. But you'll be fitter by the end of it. That's right. Well, thank you very Thanks. much, Rebecca. I appreciate yeah, awesome it. awesome to talk to you. You bet. Cool. All right, so we just heard Lance and Rebecca Rush. That was awesome, Lance. Wow. What an opportunity to sit down with her. It, Dude, it was pretty dang cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that she, I, I mean, she sounds so cool. I mean, just like, and, and, I don't know, like, you know, you, you see lots of interviews with professional athletes and things like that, and you always get a, a little bit of a feel for, like, you know, how they are really, you know, as people. She seems easygoing and just awesome so you know what was crazy about it is the whole weekend i mean i saw her every day for right. four days and everybody wanted a piece of her everybody yeah. wanted to talk to her everybody wanted a picture with her because you know this was only a thousand people at this event right. which is not huge but it was just like and and the fact that she took the time to sit down with me and she kept saying nice things to me every time she saw me <laughs> for the rest of the weekend and at every stage so she was she was really gracious nice. so she must have knew lance romance was going to be there huh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <World> famous <laughs> international We're working on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she she mentioned um or you mentioned women's cycling which i thought was a really cool like topic to bring up and she mentioned like maybe you know calling in events as opposed to races yeah. so i thought that was uh, a cool point um i did you the numbers what would she say the numbers were 30 percent were of women participation in a gravel race that which is, is pretty phenomenal that's, yeah that's really big yeah and you were um what was the lady there was a lady that you were working with all like in the race too like one of the pros yeah her name's sarah max she's okay. from bend um nice yeah and and we worked together the last stage the 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 whole day for 75 miles out of the 93 mile stage. So we worked together for quite a while and I think she ended up fourth. Oh wow. That's really good. I think yeah. for I think the women fifth for the women. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So she was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, tell me about it. So, <laughs> but it's really cool how many women came to the event, how many were there, how many loved it that were just a part of it. It was just yep, neat. And, and a part, and a lot of that is because of, Rebecca, yeah. it's her event. Yeah. It's yeah. her name on the race plate. So. Yeah, well, and not to mention, like she mentioned that that quote from Gina Davis: um, yeah. "If she can see it, she can be it." I mean, that's such a cool thing to see her as like the you know the the, the icon of this event that she's put on, and women look at her and say, "I want to do that because right. it's her." So, I mean, that is huge. I mean, yeah. and what she's doing then for women cycling in general and getting them introduced into a whole new genre of racing or riding or what have you—that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Love it. Yeah. Oh, what was your, uh, your biggest takeaway from that interview? What was the thing that really sat with you the most? Um, the, the, the fact that she set up this whole thing, she's popular enough. She could have cashed in on that celebrity yeah. to, um, pull all these people in and make it a real big moneymaker for herself. Yeah. But that's not what she did. She set it up through these three charities, yeah. a local charity, a national charity and cool. a worldwide charity. Yeah 
where, you know, um, all of those charities got all this money for what it was. That was the thing that kind of struck me. I didn't realize that the first time I did it. Yeah. And so it it was cool to see that that's how she did that. She was, she's giving back. Yeah. Yeah. So you, the woman that you rode with, Sarah, right? Yeah. Did she have any words to say about uh, Rebecca? Um, all our interaction was, um, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang, hang on. on, on your left, catch back on, catch back on, <laughs> I'm on your wheel, I'm on your wheel, so we didn't, after the race, it was just like, hey, sorry I ran over you, because yeah. <laughs> she, she actually crashed, she went down in the yeah. middle of the race, and I actually rode over either her ankle or her front wheel, I don't remember, but I went over some part of her, and Yikes. she was fine, she got back yeah. up, and I just really love, I would love to hear the perspective of the women who are out there doing the event, that 30%, like what really drove them to do it? Was it the event or was it Rebecca or was it both? Well, the the first and second women were both professional mountain bikers. Gotcha. And um, I, I think they did the event because of Rebecca's history, yeah. you know, and so they had to get themselves set up on gravel bikes to come do this gravel, you know, stage race. And yeah. So I, I think it was her draw that brought them in. Yeah, and she's such a phenomenal athlete. If any of us, I don't care who or where or whatever, were to go out and race against Rebecca, she would absolutely crush yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no chance, no chance in hell would we have any chance of keeping up with her. So um, that, that's pretty inspirational. Yeah. So that's um, that's a neat thing for us to uh, to just wonder about. Yeah. Um, She's a firefighter by by profession, yep. correct? Yeah, she works for the Ketchum Fire Department, which okay. is part of the Sun Valley area. Okay. Yeah, I think she's been there for 15 years. Wow, so yeah. that, that's home for her, right? That's home for her. That's where she lives, yeah. That is and a- she's married to another Ketchum firefighter. Okay. Yeah, oh. Yeah, who's also a world-class mountain biker. <laughs> so, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, while you were sitting there giving the interview, were people wondering, like, who is this guy? What's going on here? <laughs> Did you get asked any questions afterwards? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There, there were a few PR people around, um, who work with her in her public relations. Uh-huh. And, um, my wife, Brandy was sitting right there and trying to take pictures of us as oh, I was cool. interviewing her. Um, yeah. And because everybody wants a piece of her, you heard in the interview, somebody walked up to ask her something. Yeah. And she politely said in a moment, <laughs> stand down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there, it was kind of cool that we could do that, but we had set this up beforehand that I could do this interview sometime during the, the packet pickup. Yeah. And I actually waited around for about an hour and a half before she got clear enough that we could, would sit down and do it. She's so busy at those things. Yeah, of course. Insane, right? I was just super happy. She said, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, if you have a chance to listen to this and we really hope you do, thank you so much for taking that time. That was very generous of you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, one last question for me. I'm not sure if Matt has any more, but is she as relatable as she seemed as she was in an interview. That just blew me away. I mean, she seems like a, like a consummate professional and she says and does all the right things. She just goes out and does her thing and her movie was great, but she's relatable in person. Just down to earth and easy to talk to and love it. Super great gal. She's just a ambassador for the sport. So it's been really good. Nice. Yeah. Great ambassador for the the sport of cycling and great ambassador for women's cycling. Love it. One of the things, um, I mentioned a bolo tie at the end and, they, they give these specially made bolo ties to the first 
95 male finishers and like 35 female finishers of the the big potato race and so um i was super stoked two years ago to get a bolo tie and so i mentioned it to her and she didn't seem that impressed. I thought she, I thought she <laughs> I was really bummed. She, she might have been. Impressed. She might have been a little bit impressed. I don't think so. <laughs> so it was, Hard to know. Oh, she didn't really care that I got a. I got another bolo tie this year. Congrats! So, but but it was anyway. I wanted to feel bad for myself mm-hmm. about yeah. that. <laughs> My last question for you, Lance: Will you be back there next year? Um, I, I'm going back if I can get the house for the weekend again. And uh, yeah, I I missed a couple of cross races but dude worth it's it. worth it yeah it's yeah. worth it i'll i'll be back yeah, yeah you taking sure. any hitchhikers with you uh, you know what um i'll take as many teammates that want to come with me <laughs> nice. there's room at the house for as many teammates that want to come do the event with wow. me wow wow yeah that's awesome if yeah. i'm healthy count me in all right that, that's been on my list ever since you first told me about yeah. it a couple years ago we should do it we can do it all right yeah. all right well that's a wrap thank you guys for coming back and checking out this little uh shorty but very cool little um, podcast special. Uh, Lance, thank you for taking the time. Rebecca, thank you for your time. Matt? Absolutely. Thank you. you. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye for now.